everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is our Medicine Walk. For those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, hello, and uh, welcome to Healing House Radio. So today is, you know, there's, there's like so much that's going on, and um, first off, I want to, you know, thank everyone who has been commenting and who has sent me emails, and it's really just so nice. To, to have a chance to talk with you guys and to um, interact. And, hey, anybody who is listening, anybody who is either on Blog Talk Radio or on uh, Medicine Walk with, through YouTube, please, I love to interact. I love to help you feel like you're really a part of this community and that I am here for you guys. So um, for the Blog Talk Radio folks, I am still working on locating a some sort of a microphone system. I've tried to that uh, in tests that I've run have not quite worked out, so I'm still going to use the Bluetooth and the little hanging thing. And um, I check on it, and while it's not optimal, and for that I totally apologize, uh, it still seems to be clear enough that people can hear it. And, and I do promise that that will be improved to, as a birthday present, uh, a new, uh, a new uh, microphone system. So today, uh, all the world is a stage. And for those of you who are local or who have seen or heard me comment about it, I will be in a play. And it's opening night is the 24th. And if you'd like information about it, then you can visit the Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen Facebook page and the information and all of that stuff and the link to get tickets uh, will be there. It's in sort of a small type of a room, and it's my dinner with Andrea, based on my dinner with Andrea. So it's going to be kind of set up almost like a restaurant type thing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And so if you're interested in that, um, I would love to, to have you guys visit if you're local to the San Francisco Bay Area. Now, in working for this and in preparing for this, it really kind of struck me that Shakespeare was right. All the world is a stage. And we as the men and women, we have our exits and we have our entrances. And one person can play many roles. So today's walk is going to be treading the boards, as the old saying goes, for going on stage. What are the roles that we each play? What are the roles that you play? And we're going to be talking about that from the perspective of both the roles that we have chosen for ourselves and also the roles that may have been put upon us. And sometimes if a role is put upon us, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. So consider what do I mean when, you know, when I talk about playing roles. It's, well, who you present yourself to be. And while it's important to be able to be as authentic as you possibly can be. There are times when, yeah, it, it's a certain way. You need to present yourself in a certain way. If you're out, you know, having, you know, a good time with your friends, that personality, that persona that you exhibit in that situation may not be the same one that you would hold at, say, a job interview or a dinner with, you know, your, your tremendously elderly family members. 
So in one situation, you know, you're a buddy, you're a pal, you know, you're a joker, you're one of the guys or one of the gals. And in another situation where maybe it needs to be a little bit more somber, maybe you need to present your professional persona, whatever it is that you do. You know, you're going into a business meeting. It's not about being, hey, party dad, you know, buddy pal. It's about, okay, this is a person who I may be thinking about investing money with. This is a person I want to see that, you know, they've got that serious side, that they've got that side that's going to drive, you know, things forward. Somebody's going to get things done. So when we consider what it is that we hold as our roles in life, for, you know, once I had children, the role of mother was one that I embraced with both hands. I loved being a mom. And everything from when I found out I was pregnant and how amazing that felt to have this life just kind of growing inside me. And, you know, that entailed certain things. It, you know, I had to be very careful about what I ate and, you know, and how much rest I got. And, you know, I became focused in that role of the protector of this new, wonderful, precious little life that was going to be set into my hands. And I felt that responsibility. And after they were born, then it was being a mom and, and, you know, making cookies and, you know, dealing with all of those mom things. And, and for those of you who are dads, you know, you know that. You know, maybe, you know, you're having a lot of fun and, you know, just kind of doing things on your own. And then once a child comes into your life, it's amazing how when that role switches, it's so important to have that sense of responsibility. It's like, okay, I've got to put this little one first. I've got to make sure they're taken care of. Uh, Do they have a stuffy nose? You know, am I going to have to stay home from work because they're sick? That becomes a priority. When I graduated as a doctor and when I became a doctor, it was very exciting for me because it was stepping up into a whole new role, a whole new persona. I remember when I first started chiropractic college, And uh, one of the early classes was, of course, gross anatomy. And that meant going into the cadaver lab. And so we're all lined up and we've got our our lab coats on and our goggles on and, you know, we've got our stuff and we're ready to go in. And I remember that two uh, 13th quarter students who were interns, you know, they were interns in the clinic, they were treating patients, they were closing out their files and getting ready to graduate and they're walking down the hall and, seeming to have these these very lofty discussions about cases and things like that. And the whole line of us just looked at them like, wow, those are the seniors, aren't they cool? And when I had reached the point where I was graduating and, you know, we had closed out our files and, you know, we're still discussing, we're walking down a hallway. And, you know, when, when you're an intern, you get your intern jacket, which is like, you know, tremendously cool. So we're walking down the hall and we've got our intern jackets on and we're talking and we've got, you know, a couple of our binders in our arms and we walked past the cadaver lab and I saw the line of the first quarter students. So, you know, I, I, you know, held myself up a little bit taller and 
And, you know, we started, the two of us looked at each other, and we immediately knew, you know, what was going on. So we start discussing these lofty things about, you know, throwing out phrases like thrombocytopenic purpura. And, oh, well, I do believe it was a severe sprain strain of the aquile nasi, you know, what was it, aquile nasi. Anyway, it's a long name for a muscle. Dang, I, all, I, I usually remember that. Um, Levator labii, aquile nasi superioris. That is very difficult to work in conversation. But, you know, we, we were just spouting doctor phrases. And we saw their eyes get big, and they're like, you know, we just kind of nod and say hi. And, and they're like, wow, these are the upper quarter. They're graduating. And I, I remembered afterwards feeling a little silly. You know, why did I want it to that role? Why did I want to, you know, kind of puff it up a little bit. And the reason was that I remember how amazed I felt as I was walking, watching these upper students, upper quarter students, these almost doctors walk by. And in a way, that was inspiring to me in that moment. I was like, wow, I'm, that's going to be me one day. And I wanted these, these students to feel that. I wanted them to, to say, hey, that's going to be me one day. And I wanted to, them to have the opportunity for that. So into that role. When I was a teacher, uh, there was a time that I was a Montessori teacher in Louisiana when we lived in Slidell. And as a teacher, I had to step into a particular role. And they were, you know, I mean, these were like, you know, the young ones. It was like a preschool, so I had uh, three to five-year-olds in my room. And so as a teacher, there were certain things that, you know, I would carry myself in a particular way, and I would speak to the students. And, you know, there was a particular way that when you're around students that as the teacher, you know, you know, you have to kind of step it up a little bit. You have to play the role because as long as I was carrying the role of their teacher, they felt safe. And it's amazing how often just how somebody carries their role can help others feel safe. It can help others feel confident. And, you know, the shadow side of that is, you know, if you carry your role in a particular way and, you know, it's, well, it's my way or the highway and you have to learn things my way and, you know, and I don't want to hear your opinion on what you're learning. So when you want to be able to play the role of someone who really wants someone else to feel safe, you know, you step into that hey, everything's going to be all right, no problem, we got this. Hey, everything's, everything's going, whether you feel it inside or not. I remember at one point a young boy slammed his finger in the door, and, I mean, he cracked it. it. It broke the nail, and honestly, the end of that finger was wiggling like a loose tooth. On the inside, I was horrified. It was like, oh, my God, and he's screaming and crying. And I knew immediately the last thing he needed from me was for me to be less than the teacher. So, bam, I automatically went into, it's like, okay, honey, you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. All right, we're going to go over here to the sink. And he didn't want water run on it because, I mean, you know, it, he was scared. It was in pain. So I took a bowl and, you know, and I put the water in. I said, okay, put your hand in the bowl. And I immediately started asking him, I mean, just whatever questions I could think of. It's like, 
Okay. Uh, all right, sweetie, I want you to wiggle, wiggle your pinky because it was like, you know, the, the first finger. I said, okay, wiggle your pinky. Does that hurt? No. It's like, okay, good, good. All right, now wiggle, wiggle the finger next to the pinky. Does that hurt? No. Okay, okay, wiggle your thumb just a little bit. Does that hurt? No. It's like, okay, good, good. You know, and I kept telling him, I said, you know, you're being really good. You're being really brave. Wow, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a big story. And, and, you know, maybe you can talk about it tomorrow during sharing time. I'll let you have extra time during sharing time, and you can talk about how, how all of this, how you felt and everything. Well, as I distracted him, I kept myself calm. I talked to him. It's like, you're going to be fine, and you're going to be okay. We're just going to, we're going to cool it down. And as he calmed down, then suddenly it was, he was a lot easier to deal with. He stopped crying. The other kids were coming around and, you know, wow, that must hurt. I said, hey, you know, Billy, Billy's very brave. He's being very brave. He goes, yeah, I'm being very brave. So the next day when he came in, he had his finger all wrapped up and, and all of that. And he had this amazing story about going to the doctor and, you know, so. But because I played my role the way he needed to see that role played, he was able to calm down. He was able to go into a place of being safe. And, you know, when we choose to be able to step up into that role with teachers, with people, and you know, I teach spiritual studies. I, there's a lot of different things that, you know, ways that I work. I, I teach Reiki. I, I teach Druidic tradition. Um, I teach general spirituality. And I know that in each of those cases, my students, have the right to expect that I'm going to play the role of the teacher, that I am going to be someone who will be able to counsel them, who they can come to when they're having a problem. And it's like, wow, you know, this, this is really difficult or this energy is really difficult for me to get my head wrapped around or, you know, I'm now having dreams that kind of scare me a little bit and, you know, and I'm more sensitive to the world. And the role I play with them is that, you know what, it's, I get it. I understand. It's okay. I, you know, and I explain to them about the process and I explain to them how to be able to calm the energy down. They have every right to expect that I would be able to do that for them, that I would be able to take care of them in that way. So, you know, and, and it's not that it's play acting. I mean, that's, that's who I become. So in a way, it's sort of, I get you know, when they talk about acting that you become that character. You, know, you can't pretend to be the character. You have to become that character. And for anyone who has, you know, walked into a, a meeting where you have to maybe give bad news or people are panicking or, or you need to, you know, get everybody focused on something, you know instinctively that they are going, people are going to follow strength. People are going to follow you know, a, a very calm and assertive personality. And they're not going to follow somebody who's freaking out. They're not going to follow somebody who is just, you know, going to be yelling or, or blaming people or whatever. If you're walking into a room with people who are uncertain, you need to be the most certain person in that room. And if you're trying to fake it, there's a good chance they'll catch you. So you need to be able to believe. You need to be able to embody that role. Yeah, if if anybody who has ever gone to a parent teacher conference where the teacher needs to tell you something about your kid that you don't want to hear, 
You need to come in. You can't come in from that place of apologizing. You can't come in from that place of, of you know, of going after the teacher. You know, I've been on that side of it. It's like, no, you can't blame me for what's going on with your child. But we can work together to resolve it. It's not about blame. So, you know, consider the roles that you step up into. Consider what it is that you do in order to, you know, go through the various scenarios of your life. You know, maybe there's a repairman who just has not been doing, you know, been helping you out. You have not been getting satisfaction, you know, maybe from a company or something. And, you know, you have to deal in a certain way with that. Just jumping on somebody, it's like, you know what, we need to communicate here. Maybe you are, you know, you're going to go and help somebody who's grieving. You know, you can't go into that place of grief with them to eat, to match them, because then you've just got two people who are miserable. If you're holding space for someone and, you know, you make sure that you're able to do that, that person needs you to play a particular role. And this isn't a bad thing. For the most part, all the roles that I carry in life, whether it's mother, whether it's friend, whether it's confidant, whether it's as the associate pastor, whether it's as the vice president of the parent church, whether it's as a spiritual teacher, or whether it's as a chiropractor or an actress, I understand what it is that that role requires of me and what is my goal. When you, when you take on a role, what is the goal of that role? What is the purpose of that role? Is the purpose to help people calm down and for them to be able to make it through a tough time? Well, then you've got to embody that. It's like, you know, yeah, I, I understand. And I know times can sometimes get really, really hard. And you can do this. I believe in you. And, you know, there have been times on, you know, through the, the channel and, you know, in the episodes that I've done where I will say, you know what, I believe in you. I get that sometimes it's really tough and I get that you may be in a really, really hard place and maybe it's been harder than you've ever faced before. I know you can do it. I know that you can overcome this. I know that you can find the gift on the other side of this. And that's not, I mean, it, it's accepting the role that as, as someone who is here and sharing this with you and, and holding this space with you and, you know, hopefully maybe giving a few tips on being able to manage some things in a little bit of a gentler way to, to, to walk more gently in this life in your life. And yes, when I say I believe in you, I believe in you. I believe in your capacity to move forward and achieve whatever it is you would like to achieve, whatever it is you're willing to work for. Because as we said before, the only place where success comes before work is the dictionary. But if you're willing to do that work, I'm willing to hold that thought for you that you can achieve whatever you want. And in a way, that's my role. It is the role that I chose when I wanted to be able to make a difference. I mean, the biggest thing for me with all of this is that I want to make a difference. And I know that a lot of you want to make a difference too. And 
If you get a YouTube channel, let me know. There's a few of you who do have YouTube channels, and you've sent me, you know, the link for it, and I, and I watch them, and I subscribe. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool, and I'm really proud of you for, for stepping up. And if there's any of you who think, oh, you know, I don't know if I could do that, but you'd like to, go ahead. Give it a try. Um, it, it, really, you have nothing to lose. And you may learn a lot about it. You may find out that it's a lot cooler than you thought. You may find out that you have more talent and ability. I mean, when you first start out, yeah, it's hard. And until you can get, you know, the really cool equipment and the cool microphones and all of that stuff. But you don't have to have that to start. And, yes, being able to step up in front of a camera and just speak. That takes a little bit of practice, but it's not something you can't do. You step into a role. And, you know, if I'm talking to someone as a doctor, I realize that in that moment they need me to be a doctor. If I'm talking to somebody spiritually, in that moment they need me to be a reverend. They need me to be a spiritual person, a spiritual counselor for them. So whatever it is, that your role is, especially if it's something you're passionate about. If you're passionate about teaching, maybe you're passionate about being a musician. Well, when you step up on that stage, you know, you got to be in the zone. If you're passionate about being an athlete, when, you know, you step out on that playing field or on that track field or on that badminton court or, or on that golf course or whatever it is, you know, on the ice for hockey or curling or whatever, when you step up there, you don't show doubt. You get in your zone, you put on your game face, and you go, okay, you know, we got this. I've got this. You know, I shared that what my sister, she was in track and field, she did shot put in discus. And she'd say to herself, you know what? And she'd look at her competition and she'd say, if you're going to beat me, you're going to break a record to do it. And even though it was just something she whispered to herself, that was her stepping into her role as a confident athlete. And it helps, and it works. Now, sometimes we end up with a role that we didn't ask for, that we didn't choose. Sometimes, you know, we are pushed into the role of, oh, okay, you're the person who I can just dump all my stuff on and walk away, or... You know, I, I need somebody else to fix me. That is a role that very rarely pays off. And I really encourage you not to fall into that. I mean, if you want to you play the role of somebody who goes out and fixes other people and all of that, there's light and shadow in that. You want to be, be real careful of that. Because what people learn most from is going through experiences and finding out what it means to them. But, you know, if that's the role you want to take, Okay, you know, that's up to you. But don't let somebody make you take that role on. Don't become the person that, well, you know, we'll just leave it to them. They'll handle it. Because then you're not honoring yourself. You're not coming from that place of you taking care of you. Because sometimes you need to step back. You don't need to step into the role of, of the one who saves everybody because sometimes you've got to save yourself. Sometimes you've got to take time for yourself. And 
if you can be able to do that every once in a while, it allows you to have more energy to play the role of someone who other people can kind of come and, and depend on, you know, whether it's a mother figure or a father figure, you know, whatever it is that you want. So just make sure that the roles you take on are the roles that you choose. And when you look at the roles that you have, when you look at what it is that you um, – I just want to check to see. Ah, just had to check my phone for a second. It started blinking, but, and I've got to call and expect it. But anyway, you pick your role. And when you do – and like I said, you don't have to have one. You can have a lot. You can have as many roles as you choose, but just remember that you embody each one, especially if it's a role where you're taking care of others. But make sure that one of your favorite roles is the role of one who loves themselves, one who embraces themselves, one who places themselves above, you know, all others. Because while it's not good to have that role all the time, it's good to be able to play that part every once in a while when you need to turn your phone off and step back and be able to just have some quiet time. The roles are the roles you choose, and you play them at the time that you want to, and I know you're going to do an amazing job with it. But look at the roles you play. Who are you for the different people in your life? And just remember that each one can help somebody move forward into a place of empowerment. You don't have to be the role of, you play the role of someone who saves everyone because you can play the role of someone who teaches people that they can believe in themselves, that they can handle it. And that's probably the best role you could possibly ever have. Short of mom. I'm sorry. Mom is the best role to ever have. And I just, I, I loved being a mom. And, you know, even though it's changed and my sons are grown, I still enjoy that. I still enjoy that connection. So embrace your role. Who are you? And remember that you always have to know who you are when there's no audience, when you're alone. Because the world is a stage. And it can be the best, most amazing production that there is. So go and enjoy it. Enjoy your time on the stage. Because there's always another play. So thank you so much for joining me. Uh, for those of you on Blog Talk Radio, thank you. And if you would like to see this episode, for those on Blog Talk, you can go to Facebook, Medicine, or Facebook and also you can go to YouTube. And there's a link in the description for the episode for YouTube. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram and Pinterest and all of those things. And you can also go to the Facebook page, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. And for those of you who are on the Facebook page, yay! And um, go ahead and you can like this video. You can share it. You can comment, and I love answering the comments. And you can also subscribe, and it would be really great to watch the community grow. And 
for those of you who are in different parts of the world watching this and observing or listening in, um, thank you so much. And please let me know who you are. And continue to try new things. And if you've never, ever been in a play, I strongly encourage you to do it. Go for it. Even if it's find a local community theater and audition for a part. Because even if it's a tiny part, and as the saying goes, there are no small parts, just small actors, because it is amazing. And it reminds us how easy it is to fall into the roles that we have and how much fun it can be. So choose your roles. All righty. So until next time, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you. Bye-bye.